Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're going to need a bigger boat. Well, I first saw Matt Pryor do it down against South Africa down at Lords, and um, I guess it's it's just something that, as I say, it's, it's luck of the draw. It's something that um, you can't really practice, and it's one of those that goes your way. So, yeah, delighted to um, delighted to have got that one. All keepers do it. Batsmen probably don't like it, do they? I don't know. It's it's uh, it's just one of those those things. It's um, within the rules of the game, and and that's how it is. Johnny Bairstow, he of the absent-minded wander out of the crease. This is Duff's Deep Dive, thanks to the Isuzu MUX, and you can live your own way in the Isuzu MUX. Going to be joined by Julian for this one. Julian? Yeah. The whinging English, eh? I mean, this week's set new standards, hasn't it, Duff? (laughs) So, mate, there's this big competition in America that they hold every Independence Day, and it's called Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Ah, yes. Now, there's a legend named guy named Joey Chestnut. Yeah. He ate 65 hot dogs in 10 minutes this year. So that's like, I'm trying, that's six... A minute, so that's a hot dog every 10 seconds. There was actually an Australian finished third. He won the, they called the bronze medal. I would have thought it's the bronze guts ache, I would have thought. He, he <laughs> ate 47 in 10 minutes. But I'm going to suggest the Poms have their own eating competition after what we've seen this week. Yeah, so what, what are the terms? Uh, well, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's just humble pie instead yep. of hot dog. Who will we have in the field? I'm guessing, you know, obviously, that you've got the starters, Ben Stokes, you know, Brendan McCullum, although he's, he's a Kiwi. We'll put him in here at the moment. I think um, you've, you've got to have Stuart Broad. Stuart Broad. Would Piers Morgan get a start? Oh, I'd love to see Piers Morgan in there, yes. Oh, yeah. Hasn't it been despect- – like he said at the top of the show, it's been a red ball effort from them as far as this whinging <laughs> goes. I mean, it's – what we, who would have thought at the start of the week that the Twitter feud of the week, aside from Elon Musk versus everyone, is Piers Morgan versus Merv Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of steaming in like he did back in the early 90s. Got to be a lot of intelligent conversation comes out of that one. I think probably what we should do now, moving forward, is get Ian Botham and Ian Chappell. To, yep. to debate the various <laughs> merits of this uh, with a with a threatening beer bottle in between them. I think that was the object that caused all the consternation <laughs> between Chappelle and uh, Beefy, wasn't it, all those years back? Look, you know, the, I think the thing that I find fascinating, and they clearly don't understand Australians, is that they're waiting for us to feel guilty about it <laughs> and sort of say we regret it. Well, guys, don't hold your breath waiting for that, please. I mean, there's been comparisons to the underarm incident involving Trevor Chappell back in the early 80s. Now, the difference with that is that you never saw underarm. It was never done. And, mm. and Greg Chappell, in a very opportunistic and cynical act, decided to make sure that they won a game, a one-day international, when he was tired and emotional and a bit wrung out, and got his brother Trevor to roll the ball along the ground to Brian McKechnie at the MCG. 
but you never saw it. And because you never saw it, the minute it was done, they pretty much said straight away, we're not going to let that happen anymore. You see wicket keepers do what Alex Carey did to Johnny Bairstow all the time. We saw it in the test match by Johnny Bairstow himself. We've seen footage of Brendan McCullum doing it himself in the past. He says, that, well, you know, maybe you do things when you're younger that you regret later. Trust me, Brendan, Aussies won't regret this. They won't regret think, it. It's either in the rules or it's not. I think it was indicative of watching during the final day of the test match. Pat Cummins was laughing more than he would have if he went to a Melbourne Comedy Festival show. <laughs> he was just laughing in the face of Stuart Broad in particular. Every single ball, he was getting a great belly laugh as he was walking by. There's, we've all seen the scenes of the Aussies walking into the long room, just bursting out laughing at some of the, the chatter from the, the established gentleman that we had in the long room. So... They'll be waiting a long time if they think the Aussies are going to regret this. And why would they regret this? Because I think uh, I saw a quote earlier in the week. If someone from the English side had done it to Steve Smith, he'd get a knighthood. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we love the game being played on those terms. Mate, we play social golf on those yeah. terms. You know, like if you've ever played um, a social sport with one of our elite sportsmen, it's it's on. They compete over everything. Play pool, play darts. Whatever they start sledging if you get ahead halfway through, you know it's it's like it's 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 very fierce. They're very fiercely competitive, and this is where um, England hold themselves up and brand themselves. Well, we brand them as hypocrites based on their stances and things like that. Their top athletes are fiercely competitive too. Stuart Broad is grudgingly admired by Australians because he's fiercely competitive. Ben Stokes is admired by Australians because he's fiercely competitive. Um, ben Duckett, when Mitch Stark caught him and then ran the ball along the ground as he's going to ground, he didn't go, oh, no, I'm going to walk anyway because, it, like, he clearly took the catch. It was just, you know, trying to steady himself as he went to ground. He went, no, no, no. The rules say that if the ball touches the ground before you've completed the catch and under the interpretation of the rules you hadn't completed the catch, I can stay, so I'm staying because that's yeah. what the rules say. Well, the rules say you can run Johnny Bairstow out the way Alex Carey did. So he did. I just I just don't get it. And, and let's just set the scene on what England did on the run into this. You had Stuart Broad telling us that our series win over here was void mm. because of COVID-19 and the crowd restrictions. You had that fearsome, ferocious and frightening pedestrian medium pacer Ollie Robinson telling us we have three number 11s and then giving <laughs> Usman Khawaja the mother of all send-offs after Usman Khawaja had made more runs than Ollie Robinson's like to make, likely to make in his career. Um, they, they set the ground rules here. They want to make it a fierce contest. The Ashes are a fierce contest. Well, guess what? When it's fierce, anything within the rules is okay. And I'm not sure... Um, get your thoughts on this, Julian, but is there such a thing in any elite sport as spirit of the game? If there is spirit of cricket, which has been held up by the English as some almighty mythical you know, abstract, that went out the window a long time ago. This isn't 1853. We're not talking about gentlemanly game of cricket and then we'll all sit down and have a cup of tea. This is professional sport. These are the, these guys' livelihoods. We're talking about millions of dollars tied up in this. So you know, the idea of spirit of cricket, it does exist, but it 
does exist to the same point that there's a spirit of football. You know, you, you don't go out there trying to take each other's heads off, but you're fiercely competitive yeah. because this is serious business. And the bleating that's come out of the UK this past week, it was Sir Geoffrey Boycott talking about the Australians should make a public apology? <laughs> a public apology and well, an address to the nation? Are we going to break into the BBC and have Pat Cummins apologising to the British people? And come on. Oh, no, we should. We should. Just just to have a bit of fun with it. Um, this is Pat Cummins, the Australian test captain. Um, <laughs> we're very sorry, but we're not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry yeah. for not being sorry. <laughs> If the Australian government footed the bill for that, I'd happily pay more tax just to see that happen. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But thankfully, we've got some more cricket coming up this week. I'm glad it's not the two-week break because otherwise this would be all we talk about. But there is a part of me, Duff, I'm not sure about you, but there's that little devil on the shoulder that just thinks, could you imagine if there's an attempted man-cat on Bearstow first delivery? But this is the thing. I don't get the fuss over the man-cat either. The man-cat is when a batsman is trying to creep down the pitch to try and get a head start on the run. I think the bowler is perfectly entitled to to run him out. And uh, and I don't see why there's all these um, protocols that the bowler has to follow. You know, oh, he's got to be warned and he's got to do this and he's got to do that, you know, before he can actually run the guy out who's trying to make shortcuts on runs. I mean, just run him out. He's, he's supposed to be in his crease. If he's not, run him out. Uh, we've got it's a an extra te- series. Yeah, yeah, we got a text coming through from BT saying, hey, Duff, isn't it called a run out? I think BT, technically, if it's behind the stumps um, straight after the delivery, and remember, Kerry caught it and released it straight away uh, and threw the stumps down, I think that becomes a stumping, not a run out. I think a run out has to occur from um, uh, either when the batsman's trying to take a single after a shot has been played or he's... Um, uh, the throw comes from in front of the wicket. That is my understanding, and certainly all the the articles I've seen written about this referred to it as a stumping. Yeah, it's a stumping on the scorecard. Um, that just we got a text as well from Ian. Morning, fellas. Listen to yourselves still talking about it. Aussie media stoking the fire. My Twitter feed is full of Aussies still talking about it, just like you're whinging about the star catch. Well, first off, Ian, uh, 2-0. Secondly, I don't think anyone... I think we've copped the star catch. Even Mitchell Stark himself came out and said, look, you know, copped it sweet. It's in the rules. Fair enough. We got on with the job. No, that's right. Uh, that's I, I think the big difference. We're using the start catch as the, the comparison here. Is basically, it was in the rules, so therefore it wasn't out. Yeah. And uh, Bearstow in the rules, so therefore out. It's been Duff's deep dive. Thanks to Izuzu Utes. You can live your own way in the seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Visit your local Isuzu dealer today. Back after the break. <laughs> 